I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Les First of all, we want to put out a reminder that we are in the process of booking some live taping, so we are super excited about that. And if there are places that you would want to see us, let us know, whether that's cities, whether that's venues. We want to get some stuff booked, and we want to be able to come out and meet you guys in person. Yes. And remember, you have one week left to become a patron. One week. One week left. If you become a patron before September 17th, you get the chance to be featured on one of our episodes in season two. One of these should have been gays, actually. And there are a lot of other things that patrons get, which is access to exclusive content, like some blooper reels, our Facebook group where we've been interacting with you all, and we have loved getting to know you. And you get downloads of the sweet jingles like the one you just heard. (laughs) Uh, All 
Also, we're very excited this season to be ramping up our YouTube content. So we are going to have more consistent videos, more queer content coming at you, coming at you fast and hard, queer content in your face all the time. Heck yes. uh, so make sure that you check out our channel at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod and subscribe so you don't miss anything. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, I am a musician and I play around Boston. And a freaking good one. Thank you. I appreciate it, Lee. (laughs) I would love to see some of you guys at my shows. And actually, this week, I have a really exciting show because I will be playing before Queeriokey at Midway Cafe. So if you show up at 8 p.m., you can come see me and then stick around for Queeriokey because we all know it's a blast. And this is in Boston. Boston Get out there, Boston Queers. Come Go see do me. it. September 13th, 8 p.m. before Queeriokey. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's what's happening this week in the Lestum. And back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome to our 12th installment of Should Have Been Gay. Today, we're going to party like it's 1999 as we revisit the classic 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, it was fun. It was great. But it should have been. Ah, such a classic. Such a good movie. We have teen angst. We have high school dating drama. We have crushes. And we have a special guest who's here to help us navigate it all. Uh, So we are so happy to say hello to Tina Kakadelis, author of Burn Before Reading and I Didn't Start the Fire. Hi, guys. Hey, Tina. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're so excited. I'm so excited. We have Tina on this particular episode because uh, her books are very reminiscent of a 90s high school rom-com, or just a rom-com in general. Very much so. Except actually gay, (laughs) so... Actually gay. Even better than should have been gay, and it's pretty hard to top should have been gay. (laughs) So yeah, why don't you tell us just a little bit about your book, Tina? Yeah, so the first book is called Burn Before Reading, and it's about Carly Allen and her senior year of high school, and it's... Um, everything about your senior year of high school that a lesbian goes through except coming out. So by the time the book starts, Carly's out, and that's the only thing she kind of knows about herself. Everything else, who she has a crush on, where she wants to go to college, where she stands with her friends and her family, and just kind of where you are at the beginning of the end of the world that is high school graduation is what the book kind of goes through. And then the sequel takes place her freshman year of college, And it's more of how do I make friends after I've had the same friends for 18 years? How do I deal with teachers and like being away from my home and everything like that? And then the third book coming out next year is about post-grad and everything that's um, what happens when you realize that your life isn't exactly where you thought it would be once you've graduated from college. Yeah, very excited. And there, I have read both of the books and I'm excited for the third. And I can say they are very relatable. Uh, yes. I wish I absolutely. was out in high school besides that. But yeah, there. There's a lot that, yeah, that we thought ties in to 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, which, I mean, 10 Things I Hate About You, classic from when I was in high school, especially. Um, and so I think it does it. It, you know, not only takes place in high school, but to me, like, kind of brings back so many high school memories of, like, watching the movie and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who isn't familiar with 10 Things I Hate About You, first of all, what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> are you never home during the day? I swear it's on cable, like, every day. But for those people, our IMDb synopsis is 
a pretty, popular teenager can't go out on a date until her ill-tempered <laughs> older sister does. I'm sorry. That's the synopsis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the I like the very like just just descriptions of Kat and Bianca that they go with. Pretty popular, ill-tempered. There you go. That's it. Those are the two of them. I'm also just crying because that makes it seem like Bianca's the protagonist. Yeah, right? Bianca yeah. has like two minutes of screen time. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about Bianca except when she talks about no. sketchers or that weird, uh, I don't know. I love my Gucci backpack. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> uh, but my my synopsis, because we always have to do the lesbian version of it, is um, Heath Ledger gets paid to be Julia Stiles' beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, or is Julia Stiles his beard? I mean, it's debatable. Honestly, both. A little bit of both. Well, and can we... Okay, wait. Can we just jump in right there? Because I think that's my first... That's my first thing about this and about so many 90s rom-coms, especially the teen rom-coms, is like, why are all the dudes that are supposed to be your main love interest they're all like soft butches oh yeah right yeah i mean heath ledger in this is as soft a butch as you can get oh i was gonna say he was wearing this jacket and i made my parents pause the movie because i forced them to watch it because i'm home on vacation (laughs) and i made them pause it to talk for like a good minute and a half about how i really wanted this red bomber jacket that he wore (laughs) it's so true though like I think most lesbians want to be Heath Ledger in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. That's fair. I want his hair. I want a lot of his wardrobe. I mean, absolutely. The accent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's a dreamboat. He really is. But that's the thing. Like, I think it's the same with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Like, every lesbian I know has a crush on Joseph (laughs) (laughs) Gordon-Levitt. Well, and probably because we all watched this movie where, like, I'm sorry, there's no way Cameron is not a lesbian. He's such a lesbian. He's gay for sure. Right? For sure. Oh, my God. And he's so cute and sweet and just, like, I feel like he'd be really soft. He's got that cute, cheesy little haircut. He is so hopelessly into the girl. He learns French for her. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's like, let's go sailing. Like, come on. I mean, that was my haircut from middle school through high school. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I feel like it's you know that um that site that used to be like uh lesbians that look like justin bieber yes i feel like it's the same with joseph gordon levitt yes oh no it really is because it was it was the pixie cut that we all had as like the gateway to just like cutting all our hair off yeah cameron (laughs) but i do love him like i still to this day i'm like yes joseph gordon levitt like would turn me but like would he turn me or would I still be a lesbian if I dated him you know what I mean <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's hard to say yes. it's hard to say for sure but that's that's my first thing is is I'm I think all the dudes are lesbians honestly and it's so valid one of my main things which I think Tina you will appreciate one of the things I loved about your book was that there's a lot of like music in it. Very big yeah, theme. Yeah, it's really interesting because like you he- you hear a soundtrack while you're reading a book, and I feel like that's just not done that often. It's a shame. It is a shame. But for for ten things I hate about you, the soundtrack is so gay from the beginning. When Kat oh starts driving up and she's listening to "I Don't Give a Damn About My Reputation" by Joan Jett. <laughs> yeah. And like historically confirmed, Joan Jett is a lesbian. 
or so oh yeah sort of and I think I use that song in my book too so <laughs> yes because double gay. <laughs> it is the ultimate gay song I mean in general like cats taste in music because it's like riot girl punk and granted yeah. that doesn't necessarily have to be lesbian but there are quite a few gay women who love riot girl punk Let's be real. Well, and I also, I feel like every, just about every song in the movie, like, could be, like, a high school gay anthem, right? Oh, yeah, their cover, who is it, Letters to Cleo? Their cover of I Want You to Want Me, so good. I forgot about how good that song was. I love Letters to Cleo. I miss them. But it's so good, but also, like, that song in general, like, it's gay. The song's gay. <laughs> like, the Come actual that's, content. That is a lesbian pining angst song. That's, that's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Because then they use it in John Tucker Must Die, and we all know. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, we're going to have to put that one in the list now. (laughs) We get an excuse to go back and, like, watch all these movies. I mean, I say that as though I don't watch 10 Things I Hate About You, like, every month, but it's fine. Yeah, I did not need to rewatch 10 Things I Hate About You. Like, I could quote the whole movie, so. Yeah. Oh, I'll be honest. I haven't seen it since maybe middle school. So well, I had to check it out from the library. <laughs> <laughs> because you're in Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's not what Amazon is for? Come on. Just rent it. God. Did you find a blockbuster and go <laughs> Oh, God, I wish. Isn't there one? I think there's one remaining blockbuster in the country. In Alaska. That's where oh, it is. of course it is. Of course it is. Hmm. I think it's in Alaska. To go back to the soundtrack stuff, I don't know <laughs> if this is the right time to bring this up. But I feel like it it goes together. So there's this scene where Heath Ledger goes to this bar because it's like Julia Stiles' favorite band is playing, right? And can we all just agree, they're in a lesbian bar. 100% yes. Absolutely. They're not even hiding it. You walk in the door and it's just all women. There's like two dudes, and like including Heath Ledger. The other one's probably the bouncer and like maybe the bartender. Yeah. One of them's the bartender. There's another guy who's sitting next to Heath Ledger when Julia Stiles comes up to the bar when she says, <laughs> I need agua, which I just, I need which agua. is so cringy. <laughs> yeah. Who, no, but either way. And he's sipping a strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> because he's a lesbian. So I'm just going to say, like, they meet in a lesbian bar that Julia Stiles is at probably every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Until she escapes to Sarah Lawrence, that's where she uh, that's where she hangs out. That's where she feels like herself. That's the gay thing about all of this, is that she's going to Sarah Lawrence. <laughs> Come on. I, too, went to an all-women's college for a year, back when I still told people I was straight. But for some reason, I thought that I would best do college at an all-women's college. Where'd you go? Holland's University in Roanoke, Virginia. Like, four months in, I was like, I'm gay. Oh. And then you had to transfer? Like, why did you leave? No, well, that's a whole other thing about an ex that we probably don't oh, need to go into. Okay. It would not be a lesbian podcast without you bringing out your ex at least once. If we had lesbian podcast bingo, I think that's, you know. Oh, it's... That's like the center square. That's just the gimme. It's like the star <laughs> bringing up an ex. It's fine. Yes. Agreed. That's okay. A hundred percent. It took me it took me three years in college to be like, oh, I'm gay, which was stupid. But, you know, we all we all have our own thing. We were all young. Yeah. Hey, it's fine because Kat obviously doesn't come out until college also. So, yeah. yes. And Heath Ledger's definitely a gateway. 
is. Oh, Heath Ledger. I, we should all have a strawberry daiquiri in memory. <sighs> I know. Of Heath Ledger and his beautiful, beautiful face and hair. He is so beautiful. His hair is so nice. Really I'm jealous. Also rocking some great hair in this movie, uh, Gabrielle Union. I love having her back in It Should Have Been Gay. <laughs> so are we shipping her and Bianca as well? Or no? I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, part of me wants to, but then also part of me just, like, wants to ship her with Cameron because he's the biggest lesbian of them all, so. Well, and when we talk about, like, you know, Heath Ledger's uh, wardrobe in the movie, like, Heath Ledger's wardrobe in the movie is the wardrobe I wish I'd had, like, being out in high school. I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the wardrobe I did have. Yeah, I had the same. Yeah. I don't really love them together, so I'm going to say no. I just don't really like Gabrielle Union's character or Bianca. So I'm just like... She, Bianca doesn't deserve Cameron. Cameron's a cutie. Okay, but can we agree, Bianca doesn't deserve anyone, but if she had just been Alex Mack in the movie, then she could have. You're right. Right? You're right. <laughs> but not as Bianca. This has nothing to do with this episode, but... <laughs> Great segue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has something to do with the episode, but nothing to do with should have been gay. I just want to have a moment of appreciation for their father. Oh my god, I love him. Oh, he's phenomenal. I just love him, and I just, honestly, it just popped into my mind. I was like, remember the dad? And I just wanted to say it. Yes. Love him in this. Love him in Princess Diaries. Love him. I just love that he's so committed to this dad role that he was in the 10 Things I Hate About You TV show as the dad still. I couldn't get into the show. Did you watch the show? I may or may not have the whole first season on my computer because iTunes was giving it away for free. Wow. (laughs) But have you watched it is the question. Yep, I've seen it all. (laughs) Is it good? I remember liking it more than the real movie, which is probably blasphemous for me to say. It is a little bit. All right, well, maybe I need to check it out. I don't think I could ever like it more than the real movie, because... Ten Things I Hate About You, I remember watching, like, middle school at, like, like my first party, you know? Mm. But, like, I don't have the same attachment to it as I think, like, it sounds like Lee has... But for me, that was kind of like Clueless was mine that I could watch every single day. I watch 10 Things I Hate About You probably 10 times a week. Like, (laughs) so many times. It also was just, it's on all the time now. Like, I feel like since I was in college or something, like, you just, I feel like every time you turn on the TV, you could find 10 Things I Hate About You playing. If it's like a weekend morning, yeah, and then you there's have nothing to on. Sit and watch Ten things it. I hate about you is on. Yeah, exactly. You have to. Also, I just want to take a moment to talk real quick about the because you know me and I love my lesbian rabbit holes. Just going deeper and deeper. So before we were filming, I was asking Ellie if Allison Janney had played gay in something, or if I just felt like she should have. Because um, I because <laughs> I couldn't remember. And if anyone knows if she has, maybe I'm wrong. I couldn't think of anything. So, you know, feel feel free to chime in and let us know. But what I did find when I tried to look it up is she did kiss Kate Winslet in November at the Hollywood Film Awards. So if anyone remembers that momentous occasion uh, of, of her running up on stage to just, you know, mac on Kate Winslet a little bit, I thought that was great. So I think that's amazing. Shout out to Miss Perky. Shout out to Miss Perky. <laughs> you didn't fool anyone with all that talk of, you know, thrusting members. Oh, God. No. What does she call them? Ugh. Too mustuous? 
to message. I remember bratwurst being used to as message. a word. Bratwurst. <laughs> the sexiest of words. So hot. <laughs> so hot. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I feel like we can't talk about 10 Things I Hate About You without talking about what it was based off of, correct? Yes. Which we haven't yet. You didn't even include it in your synopsis, nor did they include it in the IMDb synopsis. (laughs) No one cares about Shakespeare. No, except for Mandela. Mandela cares about Shakespeare. Oh my god. Okay, well, before we even get into that, let's talk about Mandela. Like, (laughs) Mandela and Kat clearly are the only two people they ever hang out with are each other. They probably have sleepovers where they, like, talk about feminist theory and braid each other's hair. I don't know. And dress in period costume. Yeah, okay. Sounds pretty gay to me. (laughs) If we're trying to get to who our main ship is, that's my ship, Kat and Mandela, for life. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. And that is that. Like, that just, to me, feels valid. Yeah. Like that's you might be the only one that's ever said that before, but why? I love Mandela. <laughs> no, I thought she was great. I forgot about that whole little like D subplot entirely. Oh my god! Oh, the Shakespeare one. Oh my god! Yeah, better better subplot is that what she got like a um dress for her in her locker, right? Yeah. But twist is it was cat. They both show up in medieval garb, just <laughs> <laughs> the boys, and live happily ever after. You gotta write that. I can see it. Do they have, can we have a ship name for them? What would their ship name be? Like, Cat, Catarella? Cata. Catella. Catarella. Catella. Well, Catella. Okay. I, I, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. I, my favorite part of these episodes is trying to make up weird sh- new ship names. <laughs> Oh, but if you go the other way, we could get Mandarina, which I also kind of like. <laughs> because her name is Katarina. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Mandarina. Ma- Mandarina. Mandarina. That sounds like a, a fruit. Yeah. Well, I, well, <laughs> just a very, even smaller Mandarin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, uh, okay, so Katella. I can do it. Katella. Katella, I'm fine. about it. 
But, okay. The movie's based on Taming of the Shrew, which is a Shakespeare play about a woman who is basically undated or, like, refuses to date men. Yeah. Lesbian. A- accurate. Sounds familiar. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, <laughs> she's she's just undateable because she's so angry all the time. Maybe she just actually does not want to date men. Yeah. That's Maybe. it. That's, like, the nice historical way of saying that she was a lesbian. Exactly. <laughs> what you're saying is the IMDb synopsis should read a pretty popular teenager can't go out on a date until her big old dyke of a sister does. Yes. <laughs> okay. Got it. Yes. <laughs> until her sister uh, stops being a freaking lesbian. I think what it sounds like is whichever way you want to paint it, whether it's Catella, whether it's the dudes are, are really just gateway lesbians, should have been gay. Should have been gay. It should have. Let's go to what actually is gay, yeah? Yes. Okay, and what is gay is Tina's book. Yes, it's very gay. Yes, and we <laughs> and we are going to read an excerpt from the book for all of you. So Tina will, will be the narrator, which is also the inner voice of our protagonist. Lee will be playing the texting of Carly Allen, correct? Who is our protagonist? Who is our protagonist? Who is the main character? And I will be Molly Faye. Who is the who's the crush? Mm-hmm. Who is the love interest? The gay love interest? Bisexual love interest, right? Yes, bisexual. And the word is on the pages, so we're not just messing around. Yeah, that's big. All right. Yes. Let's get into it. Should I give a little intro to to where we are? Yes. Set the scene for us, Tina. Set the scene. I'm not a writer. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> Uh, So basically, um, Carly and Molly have had a couple meet-cutes throughout the book so far, and um, Carly really likes Bruce Springsteen. Molly's never heard of Bruce Springsteen before, and um, this is kind of where Molly texts Carly for the very first time, and it's kind of all the nerves that are coming with that. I love it. I love it. Take it away. All right. The phone on my stomach lights up, and I see the name Molly Fay, all bright and pretty, and I instantly forget the internal debate that's raging in my brain. I unlock my phone. You still up? Finally listening to that Sprigstein man of yours. Want to hear my thoughts? My heart rate picks up, and my head says be cool, but I am not, nor will I ever be cool. I'm going to ignore the misspelling of Bruce's name and assume it was an autocorrect fiasco, but tell me everything! I instantly throw my phone to the end of the bed because that'll for sure handle this situation and tone down my now compounding anxiety. It's fine. It's so chill. I mean, she must want to talk to me because it's 3 a.m. And let's be honest, Bruce Springsteen is not interesting enough that she couldn't wait until tomorrow. Maybe she texted back. I mean, it wasn't the worst possible text message I've ever sent. I'm sure it could have been so, so much worse. At least it didn't say Bruce Springsteen More like, Bruce, I want to make out with you, Steen. That was my first draft, so what I sent is a step up. But come on, it was still garbage. I'm just going to look at my phone. It's fine if she didn't reply. That'd be okay. It wouldn't be a big deal because we're friends, right? And she already texted me once unprompted, so that has to count for something. It's fine. My stomach is in knots that are knotted in other knots that are all tied together. But it'll be fine either way. Okay, I'm just going to get it over with. Absolutely nothing. Just my solar system background staring back at me, mocking me. My love life is as empty as space is vast. I unlock the phone and open our texting thread because I hate myself and I'm a masochist. Not even the three typing dots, just blank. 
My idiotic, not chill at all response is going to sit there. Might as well tattoo it on my head because this is inescapable. Oh my God, I want to punch Apple and Steve Jobs in the face. What did I do to deserve this? At any rate, I should just set my phone on fire and pray that I can block this out of my brain entirely. Never again will I attempt to connect with someone. This is just plain ridiculous. My life is sent into turmoil because I'm overreacting to a one-sentence text message. The worst part is that I can't stop checking my damn phone. It's been like 15 minutes, and yet every single time a tiny glint of light catches the screen, my heart picks up a little, and I think, oh, I'll forgive you for not responding in a timely manner. It's not like you have anything better to do because it's 3 a.m., but it's still nothing. I should just give up and become a nun. And then she texts me back. Dun, dun, dun. Beautiful. Oh, no. Oh, no. And if you want to hear more and or read more, I mean, I suppose you could try to hunt Tina down and have her read the whole book to you. But even easier than that is you could buy the book and you could read it. It's fantastic. Heck yes. Yay. And I still want to talk a little bit more about the book because we have to. Uh, we did talk a little bit about how Molly Faye is bisexual, so I would love for you to talk about the representation in the book and why you chose to have the love interest be bisexual, why it's so important that we have a story, yeah, between a high school lesbian and a high school bisexual. I think I chose for her, originally Molly was gay. I, I had her just identifying as a lesbian, but then I kind of realized how terrible representation is. Like, I've always known it's terrible for bisexual people just because they don't ever have any character that says the word out loud. And to have a character identify as bisexual, I don't really feel like it takes a lot in terms of changing their personality because their personality doesn't change. Mm -hmm. All it changes is what's after the I am. So, and I wanted it to be this moment that felt normal and like organic and not like a after school special of Carly and Molly sitting together chatting being like, so how do you identify? So I just had it be very subtle, but like still having her say that she's bisexual and still saying that she's attracted to guys and girls and that being a non-issue because I also feel like bisexual people get like a lot of rude things toward them because... They like guys and girls and people that don't identify with any gender. And so I wanted to show kind of a healthy relationship where that just that's the part that there are no questions asked, that that's not where the drama is. The drama is everything else the world throws at the characters as far as where their life's going to go mostly. Yeah, I love that. I think another thing, too, that I that I love about the book is that, like you said, um, the, the central issues of the book are not their sexuality. No. Um, right? So what? why do you think it's so important for us to have a, a book that's just about us? And our identity is obviously, like, and our relationships are a, part, are a part of that, but it's not the most important thing. Because, I mean, you come out and... Like, you still have to graduate from high school or from college or middle school, or you still have to pay your mortgage, depending on when you come out in your life. Like, it's one part of who you are that is important and affects a lot of the decisions you make as far as the rest of your life. But there are days where it might never come up, where you might not ever come out to somebody, but, like, you still have to worry about how your bills are going to get paid. 
Like, if you have to go run and get groceries, like... Doing human things, yes. Yeah. If they could decide that uh, being gay meant you didn't have to pay your mortgage, that'd be that'd be excellent. <laughs> Can we let, let us know about that? <laughs> but yeah, it's just the... I feel like when I came out, and, like, I grew up on, like, the OC and One Tree Hill, and, like, really just the ridiculous 90210, just all the drama shows where, like, their lives were super dramatic and super ridiculous, but, like, at the end of the day, you knew that there was going to be a happy ending for them. And, like, when I came out, I started reading, like, a bunch of gay literature and seeing gay movies and things like that. And you don't get that assurance ever. And, like, as someone, like, you, I was raised watching all of this nonsense that I still deeply love, but, like, promised an assurance that was not present in gay and like LGBT pop culture, I wanted to write a book series where that's the one assurance that they have is that, and it's not, I don't really feel like it's a spoiler, but like Molly and Carly are going to get together. Like that's the one assurance because that's the one thing that was always afforded to straight couples in all the TV shows and movies that I watched. Yeah. Like 10 things where of course, of course they are. Yes. Exactly. I feel like this is happening to me really often, Lee, when we're doing these these interviews, but I like literally just got goosebumps because I think that is such it's such an important thing that we are afforded the same like of course they get a happy ending because they're right. in love and that's what happens in right. movies. Like it's so important. Yeah. They made eye contact once. Yeah, of they're course gonna they're get gonna together. get together. Yeah. And we it's so often in rom coms rom coms and we still don't have that many rom coms, so there you go. Here's your book version, your literary rom com. That's and, literally what I wanted to write. Yeah. And it's great. I love it. Thank you, thank you. I think it is time for our Q and Gay, rightly. I think so. All right, let's do it. Q, 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 and Gay. So let's do it. Q and Gay, starting with question one: Have you ever embarrassed yourself in front of a crowd for a girl? Yes. <gasps> Story. Oh my god, do we get to hear it? Yeah, can we hear about it? It uh, like I don't know if one of the instances counts. Um, but I wrote like a very thinly veiled, like four page long thing for creative writing class for a girl. Cause I knew her best friend was in that class. I knew that she would give it to her best friend. And I also stood on a table and asked the girl out my question. Oh my wow. God. Stop Wait, it. So you I love literally, it. you pretty much wrote 10 things I hate about you. Like the poem. I did. Oh <laughs> All right. Number two, best date, a paintball. B, house party, C, paddle boats, or D, sailing? I'm going to say paddle boats. That's fair. Right, good fair. Choice. Get good some good choice. exercise in. Very healthy. I like it. Uh, question three. Who is the biggest lesbian in the movie out of Kat, Bianca, Mandela, or Miss Perky? I'm going Mandela. I'm going for the underdog. Yes, <laughs> I like Mandela. it. Yeah. <laughs> right. LARPing on the weekends. You know, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. Question four, which is... I won't super spoil, but I guess I sort of am. But that's based on your book. Ooh. Have you ever written a song for someone else? The song? No. No. But the... Can't say that I have. The creative writing. I'm going to say the creative writing. That's a little bit more dramatic. <laughs> nice. beautiful. And remember, you can give us your answers to this week's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Thank you so much, Tina, for coming on. We love talking to you. 
Thank you. This was so fun. Bring me back for John Tucker Must Die. Oh my God, yes. yes. Oh my God. Um, before we let you get out of here, I know you mentioned already there's a third book on the way. Uh, where can people find the first two books? Where can they find you? Yes. So the first two books are on Amazon. Uh, Burn Before Reading should bring it up. I'm the one with the flame on the cover. The other one, I think, is like about werewolves and like kind of Fifty Shades of Grey. So not that one. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, I am Captain Ameripug, like the dog. Amazing. Um, Love it. (laughs) And then just TinaCacadellis.com. But Cacadellis is a little rough. (laughs) <laughs> yes, well, we will have it written in our podcast episode, so hopefully people will be able to find it. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. And this week on Hip Hip We're Gay, we love hearing from you and building our community, so we wanted to shout out some of our favorite people on each episode. Recently, we got an email from listener Margaret, and she recommended Descendants 2 for Should Have Been Gay, which we did not have on our list. And we love getting recommendations that we didn't think of. Uh, So thank you so much. It is on the list now. We hopefully will get to it soon. First, we have to both watch the movie. (laughs) Yes. Well, I did watch There's a Duet in it with Between Two Girls. It's like the gayest thing ever. So we'll get to it. It's a musical. That's our favorite. Like, we have to watch it. Yes. And we want to give a huge shout out to our top tier Lesbian Jesus patrons, as always, Amy and Ellen, Grace Bowen, Kayla Kelly, and Lizette Stye. Thank, Thank you, you guys so much, so you guys. <laughs> Jinxly. Jinx. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We could not do it without your support. And you can find us on social medias. We are at Les Hangout Pod on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod. Uh, if you want to help support us, um, there's two main ways that you can do that. We have a Patreon uh, with a ton of fun perks. And especially right now until September 17th, if you pledge, you can enter to be featured in an episode for season two. Uh, and you can also check out our merch. You can find that at bit.ly slash lesshop. And this week, we will be running a sponsored giveaway by Hot Butch. Hot Butch is a fierce fashion and lifestyle brand offering a one-stop shop for butch and tomboy women to shop their unique style, designed by and for butches, studs, and tomboys. And on our Instagram and Twitter this week, we'll be giving away two $50 gift cards, one on Instagram and one on Twitter. So make sure you follow us on both so you can enter Double the times. And if you want to find me individually, you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at LSH Foster. Tina, thank you again so much for joining this us. Thank you, guys. This was so fun. I loved it. And with that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.